Welcome to episode 200 of the Whatnots Review Show. This is a show where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then for 200 episodes, we've come back here to discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's, it's, it's been, going good. It feels like it's been a while. We, we've mm-hmm. tried to, to do some podcasts over the past couple weeks while I've been moving that were audio only. It didn't really work out, though. So we've talked. But mm. not everyone else has seen us or <laughs> heard us. Um, but uh, we did put out episode 199 uh, just this past week here. There may there's probably some hiccups still in there. I don't think it's fully posted yet exactly um, at the time of recording this. But by the time this goes live, it'll be out. Um, but we did our, our, our sitcom special, our sitcom exchange yeah. last last time uh and here we are for episode 200 that's Mm. wild 200 episodes that's so cool it's such a big number it really is it is uh so man so way back when when this Mm -hmm. was the whatnots podcast and melissa you weren't a member of the whatnots yet it was just me and paul still um Mm -hmm. me for number 100 of the Whatnots podcast, we reviewed a book called Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. We thought we were so funny that we read Understanding Comics after <laughs> yeah. 100 episodes so that we could finally understand all of the comics that we had read on that sh- mm. show. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it was good. It was fun. Uh, but then we changed the show to the review show. Paul stepped down. He left. Melissa, you came mm. on board. Uh, mm-hmm. We reached episode 100 a while back, and we had the idea to bring what we thought was the best superhero movie to the t- like. You you have your best mm. one. I have my best, and we compare and contrast them. Uh, and that was good. That was f- f- fun. Mm-hmm. You picked Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire uh, one. I picked Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> the Chris I, Evans I, one. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here we are 100 episodes later. And Melissa, yeah. what are we covering this week? What are we reviewing this week? Finally, on the review show, we review, review. We are talking about the 2014 scripted series from Comedy Central called Review, where a man named Forrest McNeil reviews life experiences. Mm -hmm. Anything anybody tells him to review, he is obligated to review it and rate it on a scale of five stars. And disaster ensues. People die. (laughs) Houses are burned down. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I I don't think I had really heard of this show. I never really paid attention to Comedy Central growing mm. up all that much. Uh, so the the sh- show was pr- pr- pretty new to me, but I liked the idea. I was like, oh, this reminds me of uh, when we covered Understanding Comics yeah. 
Like let's let's review review on the review mm-hmm. show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that this worked out perfect. Uh, it ran for three seasons. Uh, we have watched all three of them. Uh, they're like half an hour uh, sh- shows. Uh, mm. if, if that, they're more like t- twenty minutes uh, each. Uh, and yeah, each each one, he has a handful of life experiences to review and then he goes out and does them. Um, and I don't know exactly what I was expecting. I, I like I, I feel like I got what I expected. But the thing that surprised me the most was that there was continuity within yes. all of the stuff he's reviewing. Like I, I imagined it. He would. It like it, it would be this fake version of like, oh, I'm reviewing divorce and, th- and then would, g- you don't have to go get divorced. But then like we wouldn't mm. see the wife character again or who like, oh, that, yeah, that's kind of what I was like. I, I was expecting You're, like a reset after each like review. A, more like a sketch show. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I was pleasantly surprised that there is continuity between all of uh-huh. this stuff. So, yeah, when he has to uh, review divorce, he actually has to divorce his wife and then is dealing with that uh, in the episodes <laughs> after that. And so, uh, you know, down the road, if, if he has to uh, review being Batman for a day and wears a Batman costume, but also has to appear in court for his divorce <laughs> hearing, yes. he, he, like he will be there as Batman. <laughs> right. Um, or, yeah, if like a house gets burned down or something, well, that's it. Like, that's the house that gets burned. If someone dies, like, that's it. Um, and I, I, I was not expecting that. And I think that that re- really made the show for me. Yes. It's just it's not only is he being ridiculous by like going to space, but but mm-hmm. other things are happening in the midst of, of that. That is just like, oh, no, what are you doing? Like, this is right. terrible. This is awful. <laughs> it's a wonderful character study of this man who is so absolutely committed to his job mm-hmm. that regardless of the harm it brings to him or other people around him he's like somebody asked me to tell them what this experience is like people look to me for guidance i have a duty i have to do this yeah. <laughs> and every time he tries to back down he has this producer who's like now forest don't you have a pact with the american people who and he will like push <laughs> him into going farther yeah. And yeah, over 22 episodes, we just watched this man through just poor judgment and overcommitment to his job, destroy his life and the lives of his immediate loved ones and strangers. Yeah. And it, it at, at certain times, it seems like he's building it back up again. But then, yeah, right away. It's like, mm-hmm. eh, nope. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a comedy. It's kind of a, a I, I wouldn't say dark comedy, but it is also tr- tragic. I, I think Wikipedia yes. dis- described it as a tragic comedy. Um, <laughs> that tracks. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you just you watch this guy just completely destroy his life. And it, it like when you think about it, it is kind of sad. Um, but the, the stuff he does, the way he h- handles it is all comedic. Uh, and it's it was it was interesting. 
not a show that I think I would have like sought out on my own or mm. if I had known yeah. more about it. I don't think I would have watched it then. Um, but I like it. It was a good experience. <laughs> right. What star rating would you give review? I would give review three stars. Wow. I think three I'd give it four stars. Maybe because I've seen I it all see before, myself but it is doing like three and a half stars. Because mm-hmm. that the, I also the want to mention continuity was good. I also want to mention that if you go to the Wikipedia page, there is uh, a recap of the star rating he gives everything with the oh, same wow. graphics used on the show. So they filled in all these tiny little gold stars on the Wikipedia interface. That's so awesome. you can know that like oh, yeah? he gave Road Rage one and a half stars. <laughs> he gave Black Nail one and a half stars. <laughs> Mile High Club three stars. Mm. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, 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 if you want a comedy show that is not super in depth is just kind of a popcorn show that you can sit back and just kind of relax to uh i think this is a (laughs) good one i I mean like i don't know if it's relaxing it's not necessarily relaxing but it's not like involved yeah yeah kind of what i mean you don't have to think super hard you can just no sit back and enjoy it um and uh, apparently this is based off of an Australian television series with a mm-hmm. similar name uh, called Review with Miles Barlow. Um, and apparently the s- creator of that original Australian series, he guest stars in the f- third season. I think the final review pitch that Forrest gets is from a man in Australia. So that must be that must be him. Yeah, it's very nice. There you go. And like, there's so many comedy all stars in this. I was brought to the show by the comedy Bang Bang podcast because the star of the show, Andy Daly, uh-huh. is always on that show. Uh, the actress who plays his wife, the actress who plays the um, uh, the teacher who becomes a cult leader. They're also <laughs> frequently on the show where he in the road rage episode where that guy just goes bonkers and like they end uh-huh. up running him off the road. He's also a frequent comedy bang bang star. So like <laughs> if, if you're into alt comedy, you will find a lot of your alt comedy faves within review. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super familiar with that. So I, I didn't have the like, Oh, Hey, it's that guy. Right. Um, I was just like, this is, this is, I get to watch this guy just completely ruin his life. And it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good stuff. I recommend it. Go check it out. Uh, And this is available. You said it was on the Comedy Central app. You can find it there. Yes. Uh, I also found it on Paramount Plus. Uh, If you guys have access to that or want to do their free Mm. trial, I think it's a week long. You guys can find it on that. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it as far as like spoiler free stuff uh, that I have to say about this show. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I say we get into some housekeeping uh, and then when we come back, we will get into spoilers for re- for review. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. 
We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you a lot. If you have chosen to support us, it means a ton. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do this without you. Um, cool things that's happening here at the Whatnots. Not only are we back, I moved halfway across the country. Yeah. Uh, I have a new, a new house, a new room. You guys can see it on the YouTube version uh, of this up on our YouTube page. It's not done yet. Uh, but it is mostly there. Um, so I'm still still working on that. But uh, we just recorded a new thing of crossplay. So if you guys mm -hmm. want some of our video game podcasts, you guys can go check that out. Um, I think we will also be moving the date that we record that show. Um, I think uh, in the next couple weeks here, I think we're going to move it to Tuesdays. Uh, is when oh. we record it, meaning Friday is when that show will come out to the public. Um, so just a heads up on all of that. I already mentioned our sitcom special uh, at the start of that. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and don't forget that in two weeks is our end of the month special here on the review yeah. show. And we will be covering the first season of Fringe. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's on HBO Max. You guys can go watch that. I like that show. Is a lot. it? It's on HBO Max. That's where I found it. Weird. Yeah. Oh, I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. I like the Ooh. HBO Max interface much better. I'll, I'll jump over there. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So that is all the cool things coming up down the road. Of course, we'll be back with the captain's log. Uh, I d do have to talk to you after this, uh, though. We might need to move that recording date to. Oh, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, but, OK, uh, yeah, we'll have discussions behind the scenes with that. Uh, but I think that's it for housekeeping. So let's get into spoilers. Here we are. Spoiler mode. <laughs> um, man. So, yeah, I, I was impressed with this mm. show, to say the least. I, I, I feel like I mentioned, I feel like I got what I expected, but I feel like I had my expectations not low, but just like I, I, I felt like like I 
I wasn't expecting this to be a favorite show of mine, but I also mm. wasn't expecting this to be terrible just based on the way you were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I had good expectations. But yeah, the show really impressed me just with this continuity that I think yeah. is the best part of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Just that all of these carry over into everything that happens, <laughs> everything else that happens uh, is 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 stuff will just that. Yeah, I, I mentioned him sh- showing up to his like divorce hearing mm-hmm. dressed as Batman. And he also had, he had a homeless person pee on him out there. So they're like they're they're questioning his sanity of, of, yeah. of like. Well, what like what else could is that like well, he's here as Batman? He smells like piss, and they're like, and what do you have to say for yourself? He's like, it's not my piss. <laughs> like, I like, am he has the knight. To say like, except like, well, it's not mine. Like, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And then later in the series, he. He's on trial for murder while he's in the middle of reviewing what it's like to live as Helen Keller. And he has to show up like that to his court date, not knowing that's where he is, not knowing that's where his intern has led him to. He has no senses. I also like that in addition to being like, you know, he's got his eyes and his ears covered to be Helen Keller. He is also dressed like her. He is wearing a dress and wig of the time period. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's so funny uh, that they mm-hmm. do stuff like this, and just to see how how much it it mixes in with one and the other. Um, like we mentioned, the divorce, and through most of the show, like in the background, he's trying to p- patch things up with his wife. Yeah, at, at least he's holding out uh, 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 hope that hey, one day maybe we can actually just sit down and talk about this but mm. the show in one way or another th- this re- review show that he is doing yeah. um is constantly getting in the way uh or causing him to do things that just make it look worse uh mm-hmm. he has to review addiction and stuff so he gets hooked on <laughs> cocaine uh like all yeah. of that stuff um, but you, you see him try and make genuine moves when he can, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the one that stood out to me a, a, a lot was um, when he has to review going to space. Um, yeah. And it, he he sees this as an opportunity to try and if not with his ex-wife to patch things up with his in-laws. To be like, hey, yeah. if I can get in good with my in-laws, then maybe they can put, put in a good word with mm-hmm. my ex-wife to maybe we can, you know, hopefully fix things. Uh, and he knows that his father-in-law is a huge, mm. like, space fan. He likes astronauts and space travel and all that stuff. And uh, he, so he, he's when, when he finds this travel company that will take you to space, which as a viewer, you know, the whole thing is just a like hoax. Like they're in some like thing that like the seats rumble and all that stuff. But they they, for the purposes of the show. Yeah, they they do make it seem like they're going to space. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But. 
yeah, he instead of just buying a ticket for himself, he buys two tickets and gives one to his father-in-law or his his, his ex father-in-law. And the, the, yeah, they, like he's so excited. He's like, man, mm-hmm. I love space. This yeah. is going to be great. And he's just he's so genuinely enthused and excited. And it's just it's a cool one to watch. Lance Bass is is certified cosmonaut Lance Bass. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And just like the whole thing is ridiculous, but he's so excited about going to space that he forgets to buckle his seatbelt. So when they hit zero gravity, he like launches out of his seat, hits the wall and dies. (laughs) Yeah, he's just floating there through most of the ship while Lance Bass is like, this is brought to you by this company. He has has all these advertisements on him. Yeah, in order to pay for his trip to space, Lance Bass like sold parts of his jumpsuit to different companies. So he's got a big ad for Steak and Shake. When they're up there and this terrible disaster happens, he's like, I'm sorry I have to do this, but I made a promise to the company. Steak and Shake, their burgers are out of this world. And the other uh, participants in this space travel are like a couple where the man's trying to propose to his girlfriend. And he goes ahead and does it. They're in space, but right when the camera is supposed to capture the special moment, the the dead body floats on the screen. Uh, the father-in-law played by the late great Fred Willard. Oh man, he really did die in space. Oh no! Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I believe he died here on Earth. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, it, it's just like that. That was really, really funny. Um, and then, yeah, he, I mean, he he gets back and the ex-wife is there to like pick them up and all that stuff it has to then do like you killed my <laughs> father in space you killed my father right. in space he comes <laughs> down and he's like okay good news and bad news Suzanne good news space is amazing bad news your dad is dead it's, it's so ridiculous it's so tone deaf at times that mm. it's just it's it's wild to see but that one that like genuinely stood out to me as a moment that hey this show does it's not just all what kind of ridiculous things can you do but like it felt like mm. he was a real person in yes. the moment when he bought that second ticket and was like hey i can't really connect with my ex-wife right now but my in-laws still kind of like me and don't understand this whole mm. situation so right yeah, not and and like I I don't think it was like a ooh I'll take advantage of them but it's it's just like mm. hey like I'm genuinely trying to do something nice here and yeah uh, but of of course it ends badly as most of yeah. these things do <laughs> and he he loves his wife and when he is assigned to review divorce, he does not want to divorce her. They have a happy marriage. They've been married for like 14 years. Right. But he knows he has to. Right. He has to. And so after they divorce and he's been able to review it, I believe he gave divorce. uh, Let's rate these. Uh, He was unable to rate it. He was too sad. And going to space, he did give five stars, even though his father-in-law died. Yeah, like you said, space was amazing. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Um, so was 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 there a moment like that for you? Like a a a moment of oh, like like genuine character if that makes sense like i yeah. don't want that to sound like oh like he's not much of a character right. really through most of it but like that that moment for me really mm-hmm. shown through as him trying to be a human being in the midst of yeah. this i must review everything because i have a duty <laughs> forest is a man who means well like he's very mm-hmm. oblivious very misguided but he he never intends to be the force of chaos that he winds up being. And there are, I think the show is smart about taking little things and putting real emotion in them. Like in Forrest's workplace, his co-host, you can tell she likes him for the camera, but ultimately kind of wishes she has his job. His producer just wants to use him to get ratings. His assistant hates him, but his intern, intern Josh, sincerely loves Forrest. Like, looks, like, looks at him, him like a father yeah. figure. Man, he's a never, he's a TV never host. abandons him. He has he 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 does his duty to the American people by revealing all mm-hmm. of these things. Wow, what a swell guy! <laughs> right, and then he gets a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, after Forrest divorces Suzanne, he has to go live in his office, and then he finds that his intern has also been crashing in his office, <laughs> and he'll like bring girls back. <laughs> so he has the little couch in the office and Forrest is sleeping on like a collection of office chairs Uh, and then intern Josh gets a a recurring girlfriend Tina and Tina is always there and always supportive of Josh and of Forrest like Josh and Tina it's such a background thing but they have such a positive relationship with each other and in this world where Forrest can't get back with Suzanne and every new relationship he tries to start up fails he has to accuse the woman of blackmail or uh, she gets taken down in a a cult Uh, Josh (laughs) and Tina persist we've got one positive relationship throughout the show yeah, they. I, I. I feel like Josh and Tina have a good relationship between themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a lot of fun when they get excited. Like you can see, see them in the back, like they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" And like jumping yeah. up and down and all that that stuff. I. I don't. I don't know if she really has a a, a, a good relationship. Is not the right word, but like a a, a positive view of Forest. Right. <laughs> She, she, she doesn't love Forrest the same way Josh does, but she's she'll do what Josh is doing. Sure. And she'll she'll kind of egg him on in certain ways. Just be like, oh, this will be a train wreck. This has got to be right. Good. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I think, yeah, it it adds an interesting spin to the show. But, but yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They, they do have a, a good relationship and she's d- in a interesting way like despite being a recurring girlfriend that you would think by the end of the show would be like hey why are we still sleeping in the office like she's okay with it she's in in this odd way she's she's totally down of just like this is our life like this is what we do here and that's kind of cool like I, I it's I think it's still sucks that they have to like live there. Yeah, but they're they're happy is, is they the thing. are. So, yeah. And in season two, 
Forrest goes to live with his dad. And then his dad's house burns down. And then they go live in his vacation cottage. And then that also burns down. Uh, so now all four of them are living in the office. And Forrest is like, I think this is the episode where he's trying to catfish Suzanne. And he goes to ask them for advice. Yeah. And Tina's like teaching Josh and Forrest's elderly dad this dance move. And the camera just cuts to them like outside a window while Forrest is there on the computer. And they do look like they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Just occupying themselves with something to do. Right. Mm. Uh man. God, yeah, it's 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 they they have these really interesting background moments uh just mm. with some of the peripheral characters cuz there was the the one thing I was kind of wondering with the producer of the show is I'm not, <laughs> not only I'm not only wondering if the producer is trying to use him but has a crush on him too. Kind of. <laughs> In a weird way, because the, the, the producer's gay, right? Um, the, the, he certainly could be. Grant is inscrutable. Because right. I mean, we don't know Grant's the, life. There, yeah, you, you you really don't know much. There's a couple of things, mm. both in like the way he conducts himself and the way he says certain things, or the way he reacts yeah. to certain things being said, yeah. that give you a hint of like. Oh, wait, is he gay? But then there's <laughs> one scene in particular where Forrest shows up to his house and there's just like this giant man in his swimming pool that's holding oh, him. Right. Like, and, and they're, oh, right. And they're both, no. well, both shirtless. His... Well, that's his nurse, because in season three, he does get uh, paralyzed after Forrest grabs that's him right. and they jump off of a bridge. Like, that's, that's right. his but nurse. Just... But it does seem like... Maybe there is something extra going on with the nurse. Yeah. And and then because in just I think also in the way that in season three, he's kind of forgiven him so quickly. Uh, And and just like, I don't know, like I like they they never explicitly stay say it. There is like he he is such a man of mystery, right? Who is the producer <laughs> of this show? What is happening? This here? dynamic uh, weirdly reminded me a lot of Hannibal and Will Graham. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If Grant I'm is both Hannibal Will. and and Jack Crawford, like forcing Will Graham to do things that he knows are unhealthy because it will help other people. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 an interesting dynamic and he's an interesting character right. for sure played by james urbaniak who we've known before as the voice of dr venture oh i i didn't know that there you go wow. <laughs> it was nice to finally oh. see his face uh here on a review show coverage i do the relationship that Forrest has between the other people on the uh, review staff is one of the strong points of the series. Just Grant co- constantly pushing Forrest beyond his limits for the sh- sake of the show and always citing the people, like the people who send in these review requests. But we never really get the people's side of things. Only once do we ever 
like get a follow up from anybody who has sent forth a review request. And it's when this teenage boy asks him, what's it like to sleep? It's he asks him, what's it like to sleep with your teacher? And Forrest interprets it as, what is it like to sleep with this boy's specific teacher? And he goes and he finds that woman and he, he starts a relationship with her. Just to have right, she's in there. Ohio. <laughs> and her name is Mrs. Greenfield. And she's around for two or three episodes. Forrest never learns her full name. He always refers to her as Mrs. Greenfield. And God. they're out walking around the town holding hands and they walk by that boy and the boy's like, that isn't what I meant. This isn't what I meant. What's it like to sleep with your teacher, yours, Forrest? <laughs> and that's the one time we ever come back to the people. And within the narrative of the show, there's all everything we are seeing is an episode of review the show within the world where review exists. Mm-hmm. And so the audience members must have seen like all the times where Forrest is at his wits end and Grant pushes him to keep doing it. And sometimes you do get a an audience member who writes in requesting something nice of Forrest. Like, yeah. um, did, I think somebody asked him, you've had a rough life. What's it like to make your dream come true? And Forrest interprets this as having a literal dream when he's asleep and waking up and trying to enact this absurd experience. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm walking down the street and I see a hot dog stand and I get a hot dog and then I go to my ex-wife's house and she yells at me and then I look down and I'm naked. I have to make this happen. <laughs> Yeah. But the audience never like stands up for Forrest, never sticks up for Forrest, never expresses a lot of gratitude towards him. So Grant is always using the audience as this uh, fulcrum with which he can push and manipulate Forrest. And the audience seemingly is complicit in this. Yep. Which is where another interesting turn of this show kind of. Mm. Take, and where where ultimately like the destruction of this show yeah. c- comes in uh, is they 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 get him to review like what's it like to believe in a conspiracy and so oh, he yeah. has to like find a conspiracy to believe in and the one he ends up landing on is that the his own show is a conspiracy yeah that his his own show like they are trying to kill him. Uh, like that's why he keeps having to do all these dangerous things and why all these just like from a review road rage, some guy almost like smashes him to to death with this, right? Like, and it, it kind of gets him to this paranoid state, which leads to the destruction of this show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the show takes some fascinating t- turns with with what they want him to do. Uh, but I, I think that's also kind of where my issue with the uh-huh. show comes in. Uh, I thought especially in season two, uh, like late season one into a lot of season two, I felt like the show kind of devolved into what's all the interesting places we can make him have sex <laughs> yeah that does happen like, several times ha, like here the review having an orgy review well, what's it like to have sex with your t- teacher how about you join the mile high club how about you make a sex t- tape how about the and it was just like one after another it was yeah, just it's like true yeah i do, do have to say else? 
I loved the orgy episode because the camera person is not allowed to go into this eyes like wide shut mansion with forest. Yeah. Right. So they have to shoot it from outside the windows. And then we look inside and like all the nudity's blurred out and everybody's got that black bar across their eyes. But there's several paintings in this too. lavish mansion and you look in the background and the people in these old portraits also have the black bar over their eyes. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like each each thing by itself was a good review or a good thing to mm. review. It was funny mm. what they did with it because, mm. like, uh, joining the Mile High Club, what they ended up doing with that was a lot funnier than <laughs> yes. what you would expect them to do yeah. with that. Yeah, he's it's his weekend to take his kid. Uh, he's he's already like I I think uh. Because he he picked up a woman from the strip club. To I I don't remember why he had that one. But then somehow somehow he ends up picking a like a a full service sex worker up off the street before they go on the plane. Uh, Oh, oh, what it is, is this is the episode where the earlier review in this episode is that somebody had asked him, what is it like to to cure a gay person uh which he doesn't want to do and then grant's grant's argument for it is do you think that a gay person couldn't do what you do forrest do you Mm. think some little gay boy couldn't also like boobs how judgmental forrest well it's it's also the like hey like you thought it was impossible to get over your ex-wife but you've gotten over your ex-wife so, hey, life is filled with all sorts, all sorts of impossible things. And, it, and the, this, the producer knows he's like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Right. He's like, and then, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, this young man who Forrest is working with is outsmarts Forrest. Like Forrest takes him to a strip club and then uh, him and one of these these women leave. And then it's clear that like then they they go to a a gay club and he meets a nice man there. And Forrest's like, oh, you and this girl really like each other. You went out and you're dancing to all these other places. Maybe you'll go on a double date with somebody else. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But like, that's (laughs) where the stripper is involved and like he lives in Los Angeles. He's flying up to San Francisco where, where his wife has moved to like pick up his son for the weekend. And the joke is that that's such a short flight that he never has time to, to get into the mile. High club. <laughs> and by the time he's ready, it's like the fastened seatbelt sign has come back on as they're preparing to land. And the women are like, I'm not taking my seatbelt off. That's dangerous. Well, so with the, the, the first, the woman from the strip club, when she finds out that she's basically only on this trip to join the Mile mm. High Club, um, yeah. then, then she's like, I thought you were different. Like, you seem like a mm. good, good guy, all that stuff. So she just, yeah, yeah. she goes, who knows where. And so he picks up. Like I said, some random like full service sex worker off of this street, and and it, like he's talking to her. They're about to go do this thing, but then the guy heading on the opposite side of them over he hears and yeah. like, "Hey, how much is he paying you to do this?" He's right? like, I'll <laughs> double it to go f- 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 
first and then yeah. like, all of these p- people be like i'll pay 800 i'll pay thousand i'll pay this i'll do this and it t- turns out they're on a flight full of like recovering sex addicts so they're just, mm-hmm. they're all just like and and so they each there there's a line out the bathroom door on this plane to go have sex mm. with this woman which is completely ridiculous yeah um, but then by t- yeah by it's such a short flight that by time it's now forest's turn mm-hmm. the seatbelt sign has come back right. on so she goes out and goes back to 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 her seat and is like well i mm. i have to have my seatbelt on <laughs> and he's like yeah well, it's the rules like, so they they get a blanket and they try and do it right there in the seat because they're, they're just like well everyone else has gone like who cares right. at this point? right but yeah but then when he's on t- on top of her he's then like looking backwards at where his son is sitting so his son <laughs> is just like his son who his is son sitting is next to uh, thing, like what the, the stripper that he brought on? with him on this trip yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous and just like that is not what i expected them to yeah. do with reviewing the mile high club um yeah but just like all, all of the ridiculous stuff uh in 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 there each each one if if you think it's you think it's dangerous or normal or sexy or uh it, it doesn't matter what it is they always do something a little bit different than you expect yeah. it to be um like i i even liked the one of the things he had to review was review being a racist oh and yeah i saw that one come up and i was like i don't know about this like how are they gonna handle this and mm. s- hang with the like a uh, review curing a gay person. Mm. I was just like, Ooh, I don't know yeah. where this is going to go. But the sh- the sh- show, I think, pretty adeptly mm. navigates it and changes it into a thing that is like, OK, this is acceptable. Like, I see what like mm. it's th- this this character is misinterpreting it or doing this yeah. thing to make it not what. I think the intent mm. actually was supposed to be right from the per- 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 person writing in. And it did feel like a joke at, at, yeah. at the end. Right. It's like, OK, they they managed to make this acceptable. Right. Yeah. Like Forrest is so inept. He can't do anything well, including doing a bad thing successfully. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like I I I I liked that they managed to do stuff like that and still make it acceptable. Not that I really wanted to see them do more mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, they, I, I feel like they handled all of these things adeptly. I think so. Yeah, I think this is a a very skilled show in managing. Keeping you always on Forrest's side. Forrest never goes completely overboard in terms of you lose sympathy for him. You're not rooting for him anymore. And it, he's only married to Suzanne for three episodes. Episode three is where he has to divorce her. And I forgot it was that early. Yeah. But they do a good enough job, even in those three episodes, establishing his relationship with Suzanne to where throughout the rest of the series, you understand when she's like, I can't deal with this forest. I don't want to talk to you because he's 
living such a chaotic life. But every time she does say, all right, Forrest, I'll hear what you have to say. You understand why you understand the 14 years of happy marriage that they have. You understand that he's got that good core in him. And you understand when she wants to talk to him and when she doesn't want to talk to him. The show is very skilled at managing your sympathies and never losing your sympathies when it's not supposed to do that. Yeah. I think also on the one where he's catfishing her, like a lot of these things are like double sided, right? In, in yeah. the sense that, okay, he's catfishing her. That sucks. But then yeah. you can see them fall in love again. Yeah. And just like, oh, like they, they, they do have a lot in common. They really like each other. Like they, they, they know so much about one another. But then it's like, but yeah, he's fucking catfishing her. <laughs> like, this yeah. is, is so dumb. This is awful. Don't and, do this, Forrest. What are you doing? You're making it worse. And he just Googled like handsome man and took that <laughs> photo for his profile. And he doesn't know who it is. And when she asks for like a real date or, or like a Skype date, a video date to actually like see this guy in person, uh, it, like Josh or somebody tells him like, oh, you know who that guy is? He's like a famous baseball, baseball player. player. Yeah. So Forrest has to play pay like thousands of dollars for this guy's personal appearance fee to get him to call Suzanne. And he's like, yep, I drained my retirement account, but we're going to go through with it. And you just the camera cuts over to Grant and Grant gives the camera a look like. Well, don't look at me. What was I supposed to do? Stop him? <laughs> Makes for good TV. <laughs> Did you? Uh, every one of these episodes ends with this little like 30 second bumper that plays over the credits. Were you able to stay and watch all of those? Most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The it's, it's, best it's like one a of deleted these scene or like an extra yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The best one of these is at the end of the episode that's about getting revenge where Forrest goes and gets revenge on like a, a boy from fourth grade who told a girl he pooped his pants or whatever. And <laughs> it ends and like this man is now uh, not very stable, kind of ill. <laughs> Once Forrest does a prank on him, he completely escalates the prank war against Forrest. And it ends with like he sends a package to the studio that looks innocent, but it ends up blowing up a a poop a poop bomb that gets all over aj his co-host and the little bumper at the end of that episode is aj covered in poop crawling around on the ground screaming like kill him grant grant kill him stop it and grant's just standing there like real calmly drinking a coffee (laughs) (laughs) god it's so this show is really interesting in the way that the the cast is involved um, mm-hmm. in, in just standing there watching it, but like yeah. genuinely being scared about some of the things that he yeah. does or having reactions like the, the crew is not stopping him when he goes and picks a fight with someone. Yes. And the guy pulls out a gun and shoots yeah. Forrest like two or three times and then the guy stays there and calls his mom and is like, mom, I'm so scared. I just shot someone. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, um, yeah, the, the, the producer runs up and he's mm. like taking care of Horace, but immediately looks up at the camera and goes, you're getting this. Right. Yeah. Fight. Like you're, you're like all of that. Or when he has to review murder uh, yeah. and he, he ends up killing 
this one guy like they are down the hall like peeking out yeah. from behind to think like genuinely scared of like what's gonna happen and they hear the g- 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 gunshot and you see, see them like duck back behind the thing like mm-hmm. really f- f- fast and then come b- 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 back out um just like just like a split second like it's it's a small detail but it's like that that was good like they are genuinely scared of, like oh shit he did it like but you don't hear them talking like they're very professional mm, still, but it's, yeah. it's just that like uh, uh, that they they do. It's like, man, this is a good, good show. Yeah. We don't turn around and see the camera people, I think, until the season two finale where somebody asks Forrest, what's it like to be hunted? And Grant <laughs> and Lucille like hired a manhunter to come and Forrest believes to kill him. And at the end, it turns out it's just like a guy with a paintball gun. But he's terrified for his life. He's like, and he's like, nobody can track me. Like, I, I have to get away somewhere secret, somewhere safe. And he drives off in his car. And like, you see from the camera point of view, like this camera person go to open the car door to get in the car with him. And he's like, no. And he shuts the door and drive off. And then the camera person like turns around and you see all these other like crew members just standing in his parking garage like, what do we do? Well, We're supposed to follow yeah. him. <laughs> Man, this is a wild show. Yeah. Um, well, we haven't talked much about AJ. What do you think of AJ Gibbs, Forrest's co-host? I liked her. I liked her a lot. Yeah. She, I mean, she she n- 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 nails the part of that like stereotypical like female mm. co-host uh that is an attractive blonde who is always happy and smiling mm. um and, and, but they, yeah there are the like little glimpses uh like the reaction shots of something yeah. forrest says or the way he interprets so, like a review that he has to do and you can just see her like well that's the yeah <laughs> like yeah she's over there or like well, quietly judging him might like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, quietly being shocked, but not saying anything. And you get the impression then, that she. Well, like she, you mentioned, there was the one end scene where she's just like, kill him. Kill him. Right. Like the one, <laughs> right. She just breaks. <laughs> she you get the impression that she kind of wishes she had his job. And I like the episode where it is what's somebody asks him what's it like to be a co-host and him and right. AJ switch places for the day. And her review that she is assigned is what's it like to slap a stranger's ass. She goes out in public and her like review segment is she's being so thoughtful, so considerate, she really ponders this. At the she end she consent. calls her boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she and her boyfriend agree that she should not slap anyone's ass. And then she's like, I didn't review it. And Forrest is like, what do you mean? You have to review it. She's like, I decided no. not to. <laughs> yeah, and she's he's like, like, no, you, you didn't follow the official veto protocol. And she's like, yeah, but I decided I would veto it. And meanwhile, like he's spent the day trying to figure out what does AJ do? Because <laughs> we see the other crew members like around the office. We only ever see AJ there on set. She's never like in Forrest's office with like him and Grant and his assistant Lucille. And so he goes to her like beautiful dressing room and she's got photos of these old men on the wall. And I don't know if the joke was that like they're her sugar daddies or what it was, but there's a picture of Joe Biden and Forrest looks at at it and says, oh, that must be her father. <laughs> this there man, was a like, couple things where I think they had jokes like that in the pictures of 
people you saw on there. There was mm-hmm. uh, there, when he had to review conspiracies, I think he had. Like, yeah, he had one of those like red string boards that yeah. he's, he started putting things up on. Um, and he, like he had a picture of like JFK on there. That, like, right. There were a, f- a few that I recognize, but there were some that was just like, I don't know who those people are. Like I but I don't know if it's like, is that someone who was involved with a conspiracy or is this a joke yeah. that it is right. someone I is should this- maybe recognize that should right. be or on it- this thing? Right. Or is it just like the producer's brother or something like we, we don't know? Right. Yeah. Some inside joke with the cast, right? Yeah. I I think I remembered AJ being a lot more obviously conniving than she ended up being in the show. At the end, when Forrest's show is canceled, she does get like a glossy new travel review show. And she's going to bring Josh and Tina on as interns, which I did like. Yep. The Josh and Tina have proved... Tina, who is just Josh's girlfriend, she's never been hired to this job i don't think she's just, she's there. just there like yeah. <laughs> they've proven themselves enough to where aj's like yes let them be my interns let them come with me on the show like i think that was always aj's end game was um i need forrest to either die or she's always pushing him to do the vetoes and i wonder if maybe she's hoping that he'll veto something that grant really wanted him to do and grant will get fed up and like replace him and then once she's in the host spot Mm. she can turn this into an opportunity for her to review like fantastic luxurious things i this is a show full of these supporting characters where some of them are like very transparent like josh or like suzanne you always understand what suzanne is thinking you look at grant you look at aj and you're like i don't i'm what long game are you playing (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like I, I definitely did get the sense that she was actually the most successful person there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whether, like you said, that's because she just has a lot of money because she's att- attractive and has some sugar daddies or who knows what. Or, or yeah, just, unclear. Is this, the, is this the only show that she does? Like, I don't feel like this, like her job on this show is very simple very easy i wouldn't be surprised if she's on one or two other shows at the same time whereas for forest this seems like the only thing that he like this is his life um yeah and yeah when when he steps into her shows for that day he like tries to like figure out what her home life is like yeah um which I, I that one I didn't find super funny, but I, I, I liked watching I, her in the, the host yes, yeah. chair more than I liked watching him trying to figure out well, what this. I do, I do like the joke where the costume people for the show are like, oh, no, the co-host always wears a separate outfit for the final review segment. And they have to put new clothes on Forrest. And, they're, and he's like, this is fine, right? And they're like, no, no, you should never wear that color. Go back and change. <laughs> and he's like, I never even noticed when AJ's wearing different clothes. To be honest, I didn't either. I wasn't paying oh, attention. Oh, I was clocking them. AJ has some looks. She, I mean, she, she, she always looked fantastic, but I never paid attention enough to note oh that's a different outfit from what it was so when they mentioned that i was like is that true and then i paid a t- attention after yeah. that and was like oh okay. 
something else about this show is that Forrest wears the exact same outfit every single episode. He just wears like cartoon uh, a blazer. Style. Yeah. Right. Right. He just wears like khaki pants and a khaki blazer and a shirt and tie. In season one, he has a burgundy tie. In season two, he has a navy tie. In season three, he has a forest green tie, which represents like him moving through the color palette, becoming something closer to himself. Forest. There you go. And then yeah. season three is cut short at only three episodes. So it's this added layer of tragedy to where he's finally gotten closer to being more of himself. And that is the version of himself he is the least. Yep. Yep, indeed. Oh, man. Um, what were some of your other favorite review cases? Favorite review? Because I want to talk about Haunted House, spending the night at a haunted house. Haunted House was a good one. I liked that one a lot because, yeah, it's it starts out exactly how you think it would. Right. And like we said, they always do some twist or something on it that makes it different or not what you expect. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's him and his father going to check out this like local abandoned like mansion house thing. Yeah. Uh, and then in the middle of the night, he's just like you know what? I want to go do something else. And then he gets up and leaves and goes back to his old house yes. from season one, uh, where yeah. his wife and his kid used to live. Uh, his neighbor recognizes him and is just like, Hey yeah. man, what are you doing here? At like two in the morning. This is weird. You should leave. Um, and then he fakes like he's going to leave. And then he breaks into his old house uh, thankfully, the new family that lives there now is mostly on vacation. No, um, no this is I, what happens is he breaks into his old house. He doesn't think anybody's home because like his neighbor, Gene, mentioned, yeah, that family's on vacation it, as a way of telling Forrest a new family is here. Don't bother their stuff. Suzanne's not here anymore. And Forrest is wandering around this new house thinking about his life. That he used to live there with Suzanne and with his son, Eric. And it's like, do the people here even know anything that happened? Like, he is embodying the ghost. He is haunting a house. And he goes up to what used to be his master bedroom. Mm -hmm. And he falls asleep in the bed. And then he, he, he sleeps there the whole night. And he wakes up suddenly in the morning, vomits. I don't remember why. I don't remember. Well, who. Does he break well, into their bar drunk. or something? He gets... Right. He, yeah, he goes in the house and he's so upset about the divorce and the life that he used to have. He finds their liquor cabinet and just starts chugging. And yes, he is yes. drunk. And yeah, he goes in. He falls asleep in the bed and throws up in in the bed and tries like stumbling out of like, oh, man, like it's morning or I, I don't know when he wakes up exactly. But yeah, he stumbles out. And yeah. The grandma is still there and just like completely attacks him. She's speaking like Mandarin or something. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, he just completely falls down the stairs and uh, things things get worked out. But it's, <laughs> it's still just like <laughs> the whole situation is just completely ridiculous. Yeah, he wakes up. <laughs> 
because the phone is ringing. He picks it up. It is in, like you said, possibly Mandarin, and he can't recognize it. He's like, I don't know what kind of English this is. He stumbles yeah. out thinking, like, why would you answer the phone for us? You don't live here anymore. This call isn't for you. <laughs> He stumbles out. He finds that the grandma like stayed home from vacation because she doesn't like to fly. And she thinks he's a ghost or an intruder or something. And she stabs him and stabbed. He like falls down <laughs> his own stairs. It's it, it is a good twist on what you expect this to be. And it's also sad and and eerie. Like when he's wandering around the house and he goes towards the old bedroom, he says, I wonder if I'll find myself and Suzanne there. Like he's going through like projections of his history. Like he is a ghost of himself and he is expecting to find a ghost of himself. It's yeah. I, I really like the vibe of that segment, how strange and magical that one feels. Yeah. That one was good. Um, and yeah. And then at the end you learn like, oh yeah, he just left his dad there in this house which mm. we don't right. follow up with it, like we don't get no. to see the dad like w- waking up and being like they took him ghosts are real oh his, my god you know his poor dad i do love the introduction of his dad and how his dad is like troubled by all the stuff Forrest gets into but is still like that's my boy and he's a good boy yeah um a little earlier in uh, mm. season two, um, I I have to say I actually kind of liked the glory hole one. <laughs> I do. I love how oblivious he is. Like he doesn't so, understand that yeah. it's another man on the other side of that. He thinks he's going to find some mystical blowjob woman and thank her, thank her for her service. Thank you for your service. Yes. Yeah. Like he 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 tries to find a glory hole he's asking around and everyone just thinks he's weird and strange yeah Uh, he ends up finding one and yeah it's at this like truck stop so of course it's Mm. all it's mostly guys Mm. and he doesn't figure it out he's just completely oblivious that he's in the men's bathroom yeah with with this go edge he's just he's doing it and he enjoys it whoever it is he, he he said was much better than his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of starts to become addicted to the glory hole. <laughs> yeah. and he he keeps going back, and yeah, like you said, he eventually like wants to meet and thank this person, mm. and so he like waits around for her to come outside of the bathroom, but. No one ever does. So he goes back in and opens up the stall that she was supposed to be in. And it's another guy. And he's like, mm. oh, sorry, I was expe- you know, expecting a woman or all this. Stuff. And he just can't put it together. And he happens to no. see a woman uh, like sitting on a park bench near the, the thing and goes up and like strikes a conversation. Right. And then is like. Are you the glory hole woman? And she's just like, nope, <laughs> gotta right? get out of this situation. Um, it's just it's is... so ridiculous. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think he ever put it together that it was another no. guy. But no, he just he never stopped did. And, and he he rated it four and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about. There all is aching, which is one of the most creative <laughs> yes. things this show does. 
So all the different review requests they get in are from emails or from like little video messages that people send in or tweets. And AJ reads him one that says a user named at bubble baths says, Force, please review. They're all is aching. And Force is like, I don't know what that means. They're all is aching. And he starts using it as like a, a Yoda like sentence structure. Where like he's given his lunch order to Lucille and he's like, pastrami sandwich have will I mustard with. And he just <laughs> lives like that. And he people start to think he's he's lost it and he gets put in an institution. He won't stop talking like that. They're all is right, aching. Right. He's just meditating on the phrase, they're all is aching. And eventually he like breaks out and he gets back to the review. And AJ's like, Forrest, I'm so sorry. There was an error with our system. A user named the real Lisa Ching was supposed to ask Forrest, please review bubble baths. <laughs> yeah, that one. Was, that one was fantastic. Um, I, I, I liked again then when he's he's put in jail. And he still has to continue the show from yes! jail yes! Uh, to which he he has uh, like, what's it like to have an imaginary friend? <sighs> this is a great he twist. This, he has this imaginary friend in jail. And at first, everyone thinks he's like he's gone insane or there's something wrong yeah. with him. And then they start getting into it and they start like play like messing with him of, of, yeah. of like. Oh, they're ha- ha- having sex with the imaginary friend friend in the shower, right. and they think that he'll yeah. hate that. Uh, but then it's like, no, like he's actually like he's playing checkers with me. He's pl- and, and right. They have a big, fight over like, this, clovers. Yeah. The imaginary friend, with somebody yeah. be like, "Oh, clovers, you're sitting down at my table. Wow, you don't want to play with <laughs> forest anymore." It's it's just it's so ridiculous that that is the level that the other inmates took it to <laughs> yeah that they that they they just kind of played along not 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 like played along but got into it themselves yes right? it's not like it's they not used like this they as a tool against him the, yeah, yeah. It just, they weren't so making weird. fun of forest they were playing on forest's level against forest <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, they also did. They reviewed a pillow fight in that one. And then he was like, who would have thought the inmates would smuggle in like sharp objects <laughs> in their pillows or heavy objects? <laughs> it's a brick. See, <laughs> and that's that's great because that's the one we get before imaginary friend and the pillow yeah. fight ending. You can see that coming. You can't see the end of imaginary friend coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some some interesting ones. Uh, I love when somebody asks. He has a he rates everything on a scale of one to five stars, and somebody asks him, "What's it like to give something six stars?" And he refuses to do it. So he creates a new show within a show called Assessment, and that show can rate things on six stars. Yeah, (laughs) and um, yeah, I like I I I I don't know if I really have much else to say on on this one but uh has this made you think it surprised me (laughs) yeah i this was a rewarding rewatch for me and i think i really paid off watching it in quick succession i don't normally binge things but just because of how many episodes we'd have 
fit in. I was watching this one pretty frequently, like mm-hmm. two or three episodes a day. And that did pay off. You're able to track little running jokes jokes more closely. You can see like his tie changing. You can see mm-hmm. AJ's outfits changing. You can try and understand Grant better. The the progression of the cult and things that's right. happening there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, where he he is this five star cult, and then when Mrs. Greenfield takes it over, she's gonna take it to six stars. <laughs> Everybody wants six stars out of him. But the, yeah, God, and like times when he ends, tries to rate some. That, hmm? I was gonna say that one also ends with hit like after he's trying to get the per- perfect physical b- b- body. Oh God! He's just had so many implants and plastic surgery, yeah. and so to like throw off the cults and stop what they're doing he like hulks out but just gets completely yes. naked in the midst of it he's like look yes. at my member and he just starts smashing things and that's when the fbi shows up and they're all shooting everyone and the hulk is smashing mm-hmm. things and the the house mm-hmm. gets destroyed but by a rocket launcher oh my god he's destroyed two of his but- father's houses <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's just there's there's a lot in in this that is just so completely ridiculous that you don't believe it's happening. Um, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're supposed to be review, reviewing life, and sure, none of this I would happen to anybody. Some of this stuff could maybe happen to someone right. once in a blue moon. One of yeah. these things, but yeah, like this is his life. He starts cult, gets kicked out, uh, has gets a, a giant penis, joins the Mile High Club, uh, reviews road murders someone. Uh, right, he <laughs> kills Jason Mansukis, <laughs> and then Grant's yeah. like, uh, "We don't know where his car went. He just drove off into the sunset, Forrest. You don't know what happened to this man." <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, the all sorts of stuff. Good show. Fun show. Good, Good. popcorn show, Did, too. Yeah. Has this let you think about reviewing things in any different way? Um, no. I don't think so. No. <laughs> right. I, I don't see how it could. It's not like how we do things where it's like, okay, uh, we're, we're watching Fringe. Let's get into some real Fringe science. We're going to get ourselves a cow. <laughs> we're going to live Fringe. Exactly. I don't like I to be honest, despite the name of this show, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like what we actually do on this show is review things. If I'm being honest, like we have discussions. We never rate anything. Yeah, uh, it it, like I I, I, we we chose the name review show because it's a very simple concept for people to understand what we do, Mm. basically here on yeah. the show i mean we kind of review things right but it it, it, it is more of an in-depth discussion not necessarily mm. a review but i do try and steer things into yeah. a review here and there not by writing them but being like okay what what worked here what did not yeah. work what spoke to mm-hmm. you what spoke to me you know stuff st- stuff like that um but i like i i Yes, I'm not looking for like the 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 quantitative like five star yeah. review. Here it is. Like I, right. I want the like 
the like art critique like how did this make you feel what did it remind mm. you of stuff like yeah. that um, yeah that's, that's what i like to do for reviews let's look back briefly on our 200 episodes of the review show what is some of the five star content we've covered Oh, when you, not the w- t- now would you look back on our topics and rate the stuff that you thought was truly five stars let's see here five stars um there's all sorts of things what's coming to mind off the top of my head um i'd put things like mr robot on there yes and catch fire yes um I'd put things on there like, I mean, there's things I put on there kind of by default just because I know I like them like dark or mm. like perfect blue um, that, that, that we've watched. What were some of the other things that surprised me, Let's though? See. That's kind of what I'm oh, looking for. Yeah, I, I want to give five stars to a lot of the things we've covered in depth like it's hard for me not to be very fond of a show we watched all of i came to the uh, like i asked to watch the venture brothers having already seen most of the venture brothers that's that's five stars yeah definitely mr robot uh halt and catch fire the leftovers that's five that's five stars for me house of leaves i think is a five star piece of work Mm mm-hmm I'd put a uh, great pretender up there. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and that's was very super good. Su- surprised by that one. Um, Pacific Rim always five stars. Let's see here. Kentaro Min- might be five stars. Kentaro is absolutely five stars. <laughs> um, maybe even Midnight Diner. Like I'd put that one mm. up there too. Um, right. Mm-hmm. What else is good? Mission Impossible, five stars. Mission Impossible, Black Hammer, Harrow County. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What else do we got? Speed Racer, here? five stars. The Paddingtons, five stars. Primer, yeah. Paddington. Primer. Um Gremlins. I'm just naming a lot of movies I had already seen before I, I made us watch right. them. Gremlins like, 1 and 2, five stars. There's stuff on there that like you and I each have that like we brought this to the table because yeah. like one of us liked it. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Or uh, Attack the Block. That one would be yeah. a, a five star up there as well. What do we have? Uh, the Terror. That's five stars for me. I really liked Birdman. <clears throat> mm, that's good. Pan 15, personal five stars. Ooh, Mob Psycho 100. That was one yeah. that also really surprised me because I'm not a big fan of One Punch Man. And mm-hmm. Same creator. Yeah. We've covered a lot of great stuff here on the show. We've, we sure This have. is a show that's allowed me to dive into things I've always wanted to dive into or to stumble into entirely new things like Kantaro. That, right. Like, I'm never going to forget about Kentaro. God, what a brilliant show Kentaro mm. was. Man. A show about reviewing things. That's what he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, congratulations 
to us for 200 yes. episodes here on the review show. Uh, I, d- d- to be honest, did not expect uh, any of a podcast that I w- was on to make it to 200. Uh, I mean, we've been doing the whatnots for what, like six years now. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I did not expect that at all. Um, especially with my speech impediment, just me stuttering in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Like you, I, I don't like you don't hear podcast hosts who have a speech impediment that mm-hmm. is obvious. Um, the, the, maybe every like I've only ever heard one other person uh, that had mm-hmm. that had one. Um, so. Yeah, it, it means a lot to me that it has lasted this lot long because I did not expect myself to stick with this, but oh, I love it and I have you? a lot of fun here. So, yeah, and you've done it for 200 episodes and you did the original The Whatnots show for also 100 plus episodes. So mm-hmm. you've reviewed so many things in your life. I have. We will I review have. more. Here you go. Um, Yeah. We, we, we have plenty more coming down the road for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have to figure out what we'll do for next week in just a bit here. But we need to check in on bingo. See yes. if I can pull this up here. Um, give me a sec to pull it up. Since I only have one monitor working for right now, I don't I don't have my like okay. dual setup i can do uh where is this file i'm looking for bingo let's bring that guy up and then let's see if i can switch us over to bingo there we are bingo okay uh so melissa we also need to kind of go back and do our ones from last time our sitcom yeah so we should do those first yes um because we didn't get to update those uh did you keep track of the ones you had for the for community um i don't remember community i know arrested development gives me kid plays matchmaker for parent because maybe he's trying to get Lindsay to sleep with ice right okay oops why is it uh doing that no i want the highlighter tool thank you it plays matchmaker for parent yeah um why is this at go away ad don't ask me again my computer is being weird and funky um Let's see. Was there no time for breakfast scene in Arrested Development? No, I think they do eat breakfast. Okay. They get those tiny cereals out of the fake uh, model food. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I don't think I have any other things from Arrested Development. They don't. I don't think I have anything from Community. And then Community, yeah, there is. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it. 
Interesting. So, okay. From so that's, that's review the itself. That. Yeah, we've got a number of things from review itself. We can get conspiracy board. Yeah, let's see. You have conspiracy board over here, which gives you a bingo. Yes. I can I also, also get a car as weapon. <laughs> and I think with the appearance of Lance Bass, I can get both actor as themselves and pop idol. Oh, double whammy. Okay. Uh, let's Thank see. you, let's Lance. See. That gives you pop idol. There it is. You said car as a weapon down there. Uh, an actor as themselves, as themselves, themselves or themselves. As I themself. think you can use it singularly, themselves. Himself. Yeah. Um, okay, I also have Pop Idol on mine. Thank you, Lance Bass. Um, crashing a fancy party. I have that one. With yes, the, yes, the yes. Wedding one count. Absolutely. So. <clears throat> I um, have so I have ghost, but since we didn't have any literal ghosts, I'm not going to mark that one off. I'm yeah. also not going to mark off. I know there's nudity here, but I can't see it because yeah, nudity's on display, but it's count. blurred out. We put this on here with the intent of a there's camera a angle or way. object, right? Yeah. That's what this is for. So stuff that's blurred out, not counting. Um, I think that's all I have. Yeah. For this, I got one. four. I got the. I got a bingo. You did. Melissa's I have on the my top row bingo. bingo. I have conspiracy board breaks into dance. Fight in the rain, fake fast food brand, Wilhelm scream, training montage, and superhero with dead parents. There you go. Congratulations on that first bingo on episode 200. There you go. Yay. Oh, man, did the thing. Um, bring that up. I wonder if our cameras stopped on all of that stuff. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, there's there's the update for bingo. There you go. Bring us back here. There. Um, cool. So, Melissa, do you have recommendations? If you yes. like a review, what other shows might you like? So I was brought to review, as I mentioned earlier, by the star Andy Daly appearing on the comedy Bang Bang podcast, mm -hmm. which has been one of my favorite podcasts for years since like 2014 i've been listening to this the show itself just hit episode like 751 it's it's long there's a lot of it this is a podcast where the host scott ackerman has on some like real uh, celebrity and comedian mm -hmm. guests and then he will also have other comedians on playing improvised characters uh fully within the kayfabe of this is this person Sure. You know, uh, Andy Daly himself has not been on any of these episodes, but all of his characters have been. I don't think he's ever talked to Andy Daly, the real man. <laughs> That's how the show goes. And this was a TV show on IFC also in the mid 2000s. This was a similar format. He's hosting a talk show that is one real 
celebrity guest and then other wacky improv characters who are then interact with the real celebrity guest. You can also see Andy Daly on there. This show is so funny. Uh, every year they do a best of at the end of the year. So if you're looking for a place to jump on, look for any anniversary episode, any big milestone episode, like every hundred or 50 episode mark, the big holiday special or these best ofs where they count through the like top the 15 like top moments throughout the year jump on with this uh and my favorite of andy daly plays so many characters he's so mm-hmm. many characters that have lore related to other characters like he's got so much unnecessary plot business to come on and do one of it, my favorite of his characters is dalton wilcox the cowboy poet laureate of the west <laughs> okay who who wrote a book called you must buy your wife at least as much jewelry as you buy your horse and other poems and observations, humorous and otherwise, from a life on the range. <laughs> and he's always coming on talking about his Western poems uh, and talking about his life as a monster hunter, constantly hunting Frankensteins and Draculas uh, and killing real people uh, that he be- because he believed they were a werewolf. And he's like, I killed him. And then he just looked like a regular man. And then they tried to get me for murder. But I'm telling you, he was a werewolf. <laughs> he plays stuff. a character named Hot Dog, who is a, a water skier who's obsessed with trying to join the 50s throwback band Sha Na Na. Uh, but if he does so, I think if Sha Na Na gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it will bring about an apocalypse. So a number of other characters are trying to stop him. And the only way to kill hot dog is to shoot him with a hot dog bullet shot from a bun gun. <laughs> and they shoot him in the heart, but then it turns out that he moved his heart into his leg. And so he continues to live, continues to try and get Shauna Na into the Weird. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason Manzoukas is on that show all the time. Jessica St. Clair, Lennon Parham, do many comedy greats. Uh, I cool. love comedy. Bang, cool. bang. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I would recommend The Office or Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, yes. Th- this show review doesn't really do those like standout interviews where they pull one of the characters aside to do all of mm. that stuff. But it is filmed in a similar way where there is a camera crew right there following around these characters. Um, and yeah, I think just some of the situations or some of the way like the way forest just kind of is oblivious and just kind of says things or does things that just end up not going the way he thinks they're gonna go but in in a comedic way reminds me a lot of michael scott of Mm. of just 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 how oblivious michael scott is when he says some dumb thing Right. And he doesn't know that. Oh, not supposed to. Like, that's not how you handle figuring yeah. out that one of your coworkers is gay. Like, let's yeah. not let's not do that. But it just it makes for these really awkward comedic situations um, that I, I, I think something like Parks and Rec or something like The Office would be a good match uh, with with this with this show. Mm hmm. This is a hard one to come up with recommendations for, though, because it's so unique. Oh, I would also recommend The Fearsome Morning and Assassinly. There you go. 
two great um, audio drama podcasts, audio comedies, very, very silly shows. One about the personal assistant to an eccentric TV morning show host and another about a uh, a small app startup in a world where murder is legal and they're trying to get you to hire them to assassinate people, but they're very bad at it. Yeah. I would also throw on the pile, as we just mentioned not too long ago, Kentaro the Sweet Tooth Salary Man yes. about reviewing yeah. food and sweets uh, and right. just about keeping situations your... that uh, he gets into. Right. It's about this Those man who's obsessed fantastical. with desserts. Yeah, he's obsessed with desserts. He has to keep this identity secret from the other people in his publishing office. And he goes off on sales calls to bookstores and then sneaks away to review a cake or an ice cream cone and loses himself in the pure bliss that is dessert. And he mm. writes these reviews and one person in his office is like, I think that's secretly him. Yeah, it's a great show. Highly recommend that one. Mm -hmm. uh, we covered that one here on the podcast. Um, yeah, let's see. Tw summer? Tw uh, no, last summer. Summer yeah, 2020, Ju we did July 7th, Midnight Diner. 2021, number 164. Yeah. 36 episodes ago. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are all the recommendations I have right now. Uh, Melissa, we have yes. next week is kind of a free week. This is all your pitches uh, mm -hmm. back to our the regular way that we do the show. Uh, but the week after that, just want to give a quick reminder again uh, that at the end of the month, we are watching season one of Fringe. We are watching yes. uh, the entirety of that show over the next couple months here. Uh, each month, we will cover a new season at the end of the month. So we're starting out with season one of mm -hmm. Fringe. It'll be in two weeks here after recording this guy. So. There you go. But for next week, Melissa, it's your turn to pitch. What do you got? Yes. So the you did a couple episodes of the review show before I jumped on. And mm -hmm. the first episode I was on, I think, was episode four. And to prepare for the Infinity War, which was about to come out at that time, we read the Infinity Gauntlet graphic novel. We sure did. So to return to our beginnings, I have three Marvel comics to prepare us for upcoming movies. Woohoo! Pitch number one is, of course, House of M. This is okay. by Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Olivier Copel. Copel. Copel, yeah. Copel, thank you. I, I think that's uh, how you say it. Oh, uh, this is, uh, this collects House of M issues one through eight. Scarlet Witch is out of control. The fate of the entire world is in her hands. Will Magneto help his daughter or use her powers to his own benefit? Starring the Astonishing X-Men and the New Avengers. Mm -hmm. uh, this is widely theorized to be the people thought they would be brought into WandaVision. It wasn't totally. No people are thinking could be brought into Multiverse of Madness. And instead yeah. of saying no more mutants, she will say no more mutants <laughs> and we will get X-Men. We're already getting Chuck written Charles Xavier here. Yep, yep, yep. So we House could read House of M. Pitch number two, uh, it really is, this is a Doctor Strange movie. I don't know how much Doctor Strange himself factors into House of M, it being mostly an X-Men story. So I thought it would pitch a Doctor Strange book. 
Cool. I'm not sure exactly which ones are theorized to mainly play into Multiverse of Madness, so I just picked one that sounded good. Uh, And this is the complete collection of Doctor Strange, Damnation, by Donny Cates and Nick Spencer. Are you familiar with this one? Uh, Yes, kind of. I think this is a more recent run, right? Do you Um, know what year? Yeah, yeah, it was released... Uh, at least it was all collected in 2018. So yeah, okay, in the more recent cool. handful yeah. of years. I, I, th- I think I might have read the first issue or two of that. I don't remember. This is also a book that collects issues from a lot of different comic stories, which is something oh, you talk about frequently. But I don't know if we've ever... I think sometimes we've covered like uh, volumes that include one or two issues uh, from a another story. But this has got... Uh, issues from Doctor Strange, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. a different Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, and Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. So we are going all over the place to collect the story of Damnation. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and this is, I don't know how many issues it is total, but it is long. It's 337 pages. Okay. That's a good, good chunk. Usually uh, the uh, city about of 125 issues is, or uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 excuse me, usually about 125 pages is five mm. issues. Uh, okay. So it's probably going to be 10 or 12 issues, I think, is, is okay. what that would be. That sounds solid. The city of sin meets its biggest sinner yet. When Doctor Strange raises up Las Vegas from its destruction during Secret Empire, he inadvertently opens the door for the embodiment of evil, Mephisto. <laughs> when yeah. the Lord of Hell, yeah. <laughs> when the Lord of Hell claims the gambler's paradise for himself, he sets his sights on the rest of the world. It will take a diverse group of heroes to beat the devil at his own game. Wong's makeshift band of Midnight Suns, Iron Fist, Blade, Moon Knight, and Scarlet Spider must face down a whole platoon of Ghost Riders. But where does Johnny Blaze stand? Damnation transforms the life of Doctor Strange and the magical landscape of the Marvel Universe. There you go. So I, I think I think my my connection to this is I've been reading Jason Aaron's run on Avengers uh, mm. and the, it kind of checks in on that story. They figure out like what the hell is Mephisto up to in Las Vegas Doctor Strange do you know anything about that Mm. Uh, and so yeah I think there's like a two or three issue thing where you check in on that but if you want the like main story it is mostly the Doctor Strange stuff that you have here so Mm -hmm. interesting okay Doctor Strange and pitch yeah and pitch number three Thor the Goddess of Thunder we yeah. can read the first two volumes of this. Uh, this is by Jason Aaron. And mm-hmm. we've got art, different artists as Russell Dodderman, CM Punk. There will be others. And let's see. These are good. Mjolnir lies on the moon, unable to be lifted. Something dark has befallen the god of thunder, leaving him unworthy for the first time ever. Ever. But when frost giants invade Earth, the hammer will be lifted and by a, and a mysterious woman will be transformed into an all new version of the mighty Thor. Who is the new goddess of thunder? Not even Odin knows, but she may be Earth's only hope against the frost giants. <clears throat> Get ready for a Thor like you've never seen before. And this is all new heroine takes Midgard by storm. 
Plus, the Odinson clearly doesn't like that someone else is holding his hammer. It's Thor versus Thor. And Odin, desperate to see Mjolnir return, will call in some very dangerous, very unexpected allies. It's a bold new chapter in the storied history of Thor. Yes. So for those of you who are excited for the new Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, this is one of the comics that will be factoring Mm. into this new movie. Uh, He started or or Jason Aaron uh, started writing Thor with Thor, God of Thunder, uh, the whole God Butcher arc. We meet Oh, yeah. God Butcher, who's going to be the main villain of uh thor love and thunder or at least one of them i don't i guess i don't really know um all of that stuff um but uh yeah that's going to be in there and a few like a, a few volumes into that uh jason aaron wrote a marvel event book called original oh. sin uh which okay. is a, a like an eight issue i think murder mystery in which uh Watu gets killed uh a watcher the watcher gets killed um and of course he's seen a whole bunch of things and when he dies some secrets get out all of these characters are original sins and so thor mm. becomes unworthy uh and okay. can no longer lift mjolnir that's why it's sitting up there on the moon and then all of a sudden this mysterious woman picks it up and becomes thor not Thoress, not Thoret, yeah. not female Thoret. She is Thor. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the, the whole run on Thor that Jason Aaron did is phenomenal. Like one of the best runs on the character, period. Um, and I highly recommend that. And that is the one I'm going to go with. Uh, oh, OK. It's actually perfect timing, uh, kind of. Um, I have been slowly introducing co- comics to my girlfriend f- f- and stuff like that. We've read a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we've read a number of the event books and she's read some uh, some of the runaways. She's read some of Thor. She's read some Captain Marvel, all of that stuff. Um, and she has read everything. She's read that Jason Aaron run on Thor up to original sin. And that's the next oh. book that we're about to, to read. And then that stuff okay. c- comes directly after that. Uh, so perfect timing uh, that I can yeah. just read this book with my girlfriend and then read the, the book here for the show. Uh, and then she can read along with us. So. Nice. There you go. That's what I'm going to do. That works out great. Yeah. 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 So this Thor, is Goddess the first two volumes of Thor, Goddess of Thunder. And these, all of these were on Comixology Unlimited. Mm-hmm. They sure are. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is fantastic. Uh, but I think that is about it for this week's yeah. show. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. 
Uh, I think right now our most recent episode might be, uh, I don't know, I'd have to go look at the release calendar. But later we will be recording an episode with fellow whatnot Ignacio. Ignacio, did yeah. seen here on the review show from time to time, seen on the captain's log, known for crossplay. Ignacio will Maybe be on to talk about some Digimon. Yeah. Yeah, we uh when we did housekeeping yesterday for crossplay, I was like, Ignacio, I hear through the grapevine that you're gonna be on Saturday morning obscurities. And he was like, Yeah, we're gonna be talking yes. about some Digimon. So yes. that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to find me, I am at yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do, we are at the whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, and I believe that is all for this week of the review show for episode 200. Woo! We made yes! it. We did it. Big. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Woo. Clapping indeed. I feel uh, like we should have a cake. If we recorded in person, I, I would have baked us a cake. We would have had a cake. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, hey, I, I did move halfway across the country. Melissa, yeah. you and I are now in the same time zone. Uh, I'm yes. a lot more south than than you are, but it's doable for one day in the future that we could yeah. meet halfway or you come down here or I go up there. Who knows? Yeah. What? So maybe this could be Captain's Log episode one, 200. Road trip. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we will get out of here and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.